And welcome back to episode 10. <laughs> double digits. We have made double digits here with Group Therapy. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us today. We're going to be talking about everything Livingston Parish. I'm going to have these two gentlemen introduce themselves real quick. First and foremost, we're going to start off with the man on my right. Hey, this is David Gray, Lifestyle Editor with the Livingston Parish News. And the man on my left. Hey, this is Rob DeArman, Sports Editor here at the Livingston Parish News. And we all probably sound a little dreary because it's done nothing but rain for about three days now. It's been very enjoyable. So, uh, first and foremost, we're going to jump in. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw in something real quick. Uh, we're going to be sitting down with Mr. Gerard Landry from the City of Denham Springs right after this. Also going to be sitting down with Mr. Gary Frog Talbert on Friday to discuss some parish council business. So please be looking for those episodes. I want to talk a little bit about, real quick, we usually start the show off with a little bit of COVID news. Uh, there was an announcement from the FDA that uh, COVID vaccination, specifically the Pfizer vaccination, uh, has been approved for down to ages 12. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how quickly the CDC adopts that and how quickly things move forward. Uh, but that was a recent announcement. You have something to add? Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say the CDC is meeting today, Wednesday. This is the day we're recording. And then uh, after that, the uh, uh, the head chief with the CDC will then give his recommendation whether or not to you know formally approve the, the Pfizer vaccine for ages 12 to 15. So that's kind of how the process works. That's how it's worked since you know uh, we started uh, – the vaccine rollout in the in the country last December. So yeah, so I mean by, you know, Thursday, Friday this week, you know, kids 12 to 15 could be receiving the Pfizer vaccine. So that's and the Louisiana Department of Health, uh, they even they talked about this last week. Uh Dr. Joe Canner, the state health officer said that the LDH will follow whatever rec recommendation comes from the CDC pretty quickly. So if they, you know, give the final approval Wednesday or Thursday, CDC could within the day be, or L L LDH within the day could give their recommendation to approve it as well for kids of Louisiana. So just to be on the lookout for that, they're recommending parents just start talking to your pediatricians now about the Pfizer vaccine. So David and I really thought we didn't have much COVID to talk about today, but there was <laughs> 90 seconds of it. Yes. So. Moving on, uh, first and foremost, let's talk about uh, Sulphur. We're going back, or you're going back, and, uh, and several teams from yeah, Livingston Parish are going soon back. As we wrap up here, I'm hitting the road. <laughs> right, and, and unfortunately, kind of a dreary drive over there. Hopefully the weather clears up. It's supposed to uh, for the remainder of the week. So tell us a little, I mean, we have three teams going. Uh, two teams. Two teams. Two, yeah, teams. two teams. Uh, ah, I yeah. forgot. That was, a, that was a tough loss for Springfield. Springfield on the road at Magum. Uh, let's talk about them first because what a big season for them. It, it's a, a historic yeah. season going further than they've ever gone. So tell us a little bit about that. Without a doubt. Uh, you know, you get into situations where you, you play extra inning ball games when you go in the, into it. Uh, yeah, I believe 12 innings in that first game. So, uh, by the time they got to that third game, it's like coach Blanchard said, they had pretty much played, uh, you know, Extra game plus some extra innings in there. So uh, that kind of taxes your pitching. So you go in with an idea of, okay, this is who we're going to start. They start Jaden Teague in that first game. He's been phenomenal. Uh, four no-hitters, I think, this season for him. Uh, just been great for him. And they, they, it's one of those deals where they they get used to going extra innings. I, I don't want to say get used to it, but they kind of figured out how to win in extra innings. So they pick up that – Winning that first game, and uh, you know, after that, uh, th those next two, it's just kind of trying to piece stuff together. Um, they they go with Blake Lobel in that second game, and they they've been, you know, that's been their one-two punch the whole time. And and I think when that happens, and you 
it kind of throws your pitching off a little bit. Uh, and as you you guys know, you try to set it up in certain ways, but you get it'll throw throw you off and kind of I, I I don't know. And the way I wrote it is they just kind of ran out of gas. It's nothing that uh, anybody did, but you you just give up a big inning and and that's it. You know, it's like uh, Coach Blanchard said you. You don't have that extra cushion to deal with. So if you have it, one one bad inning, is just more magnified in the playoffs. But uh, that doesn't take away from what these guys did. Uh, like you said, they've got something to build on. No matter what they do from here on out, this senior class right here is is one that they'll look back on and say, "Hey, you know, we were able to accomplish some things," and and you know, some guys can carry it forward for them. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, graduations are coming up, David. You and I'll talk about that in a second, but. You know, maybe didn't get to take it all the way to the big dance, but pushing the program to new heights, probably a good thing for these seniors to look back on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's one of the things when I when I talk with Coach uh, Coach Sanderford at Walker about uh, he's gotten some phone calls from some former players and they, they, they and he's told him, they, you know, they say, hey, look, coach, it's he said it's not so much the, the wins that they remember. It's those losses that that really stick to them. And they say, hey, man, just. Tell your guys just to enjoy the whole thing, and you know while they're here, yeah, hey, why not bring the whole thing home? You know, sure. So that's another team uh, that'll be going. Who do who do they have in the semis? Uh, they got West Monroe. Okay, uh, and it's a team they played early in the year. Uh, Coach Coach Sanderford said the uh, one of those deals where the weather's really bad, they get pushed back to about a nine o'clock start against them. Uh, if I remember right, they won that game eleven to nine. He said, if anything, what we learned is uh, there are a bunch of men uh, who are in West Monroe, and uh, they, they just don't stop. He said, you, you put up a spot on them, take a lead, they come right back on you. So he said, we know they're not going to give up uh, uh, the way their, their pitching is going to line up. Uh, they're going to start Caleb Webb in this semifinal game. And, uh, you know, Caleb and Grant Edwards have been their kind of one-two punch, but he also mentioned some of the guys that have come in. They had uh, – Landon Kish got to start in the Friday or the Saturday game, uh, the win over New Iberia to put them in to the state tournament. And they also got Casey Bryant to kind of come in and bridge the gap. And then Grant came on and got the last two innings. So uh, it, the the pitching's just been great, you know. They and you look at the form. You don't want to call it a formula per se, but they've had that one big inning where things just kind of cruise along, and then they get that one big inning. And ideally, you know, uh, when I talked to Coach Sanderford, he kind of chuckled he kind of said that's pretty much not the formula we want to follow per se but it's worked but our he said our pitching's been so good it, that's what's worked for us you know sure so you you kind of see what's what's going to happen here it's a you know that that matchup was back in march so that's in, in baseball terms that's eons ago sure learned a lot since then uh finally our number one seed Doyle and David, you can jump in here too because I know you've seen a lot of their games recently. I've seen a lot of Doyle lately. <laughs> uh, and you know, speaking of pitching, talk about it. I mean, uh, you know, no, they earned that number one seed for a reason. A lot of it. I mean, Doyle can hit. They can play defense too. They had to play a lot of defense uh, here in this last game, but uh, really solid pitching. So tell us a little bit about the number one seed heading into two A. It, it's a crazy thing that you look at. Uh, you know. It, I, Dave and I were there for for both of those games in that series, uh, and they they beat Kinder. The big this was a big deal was to get past Kinder because Kinder had, had uh, kind of had Doyle's number for the past couple meetings, and you know you'll go back to 2019 in that state championship game when Kinder beat him there. That's the one that kind of sticks. Uh, and of course they had beaten him before that, 
But uh, to to run rule them in that first game, and it was just basically putting the ball in play. It, they it wasn't a lot of hits. I think I counted between the two games, it was six hits in each game. Mm-hmm. So there weren't a lot of hits. They just put the ball in play. Kinder made some mistakes, and they just capitalized on it, you know. And and then that second game, uh, you get a home run there uh, to to put them up, and then they, it's another thing where they're able to add some some runs. But the, it's like you said, the pitching is so good. Uh, you know, when you talk to, to Andrew Yurtich, who got the win in that, that first game, it's like, I think he walked two, but he was like, he goes, this wasn't my best game. (laughs) And he walked two guys and you're going, you know, you you walk two, it's not terrible, you know, but you work around it. And then that second game, um, I think a total, they walked a total of four, but they turned you know, four double plays. So you're wiping those runners out by turning those double plays. Almost like they set it up like that, right? It perfectly, yeah. <laughs> it's actually actually how they drew it up. I mean, it, that that first one they get, to, uh, it, it's a, a ball to Cody Mitchell out in uh, left field, and he just, I mean, he just comes up throwing, and they get to play at the plate, you know, right yeah. there, and that kind of set the tone for okay, this is what we're this is what we're going to be be able to do the rest of the game. Good shot of that play. Yeah, I wonder who did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Look at the self plug over here. This man yeah. has developed some confidence pretty quickly. No, I, I told him. I told him too. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I kind of patted him on the back. I said, you're, you're getting good, man. You're getting good. It didn't take I, long. I, I will say this, though. The uh, Yuritich is great. They have, and this is something that they kept talking about in the dugout during the games, you know, you, you know, just hyping each other up. But I mean, their infield, especially their infield defense. Those guys are good. <laughs> yeah. Like I mean they, yeah. they 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 don't they don't make mistakes and they make all they make first of all all the routine plays and then like you said double plays. I mean you see college major leagues I mean that's kind of routine but high school I mean you know flipping a double play isn't you know that's not the easiest thing to do in high school but I mean they they make it look easy. And and the way they they turned them too. It wasn't your you know I think they had one six four three double play but then you know another one was a you know they go hit the right field, Couple and they're, outfield able, they're able to yeah. they're able to double up guys off of the bases, and and uh, I th- I think they got one at first and one at third, home, if I remember. Or home and plate, then one at, yeah. And one at home, so it was. But basically, uh, Coach Beatty was like, "How many was it?" I said, "I counted four. So yeah. you know, it just well, and they'll need that. Uh, you know, I, I you don't have to remind them of it, but I'm gonna bring it up on the show. Uh, laps in defense is what cost them, and and I think it was 2014. Uh, when they played Kinder in the state championship game, uh, they lost that one eight to one. Uh, errors really got to them. It was probably nerves. Uh, so hopefully they can continue that defensive uh, stoutness. The the deal here with these guys is, you know, they were sophomores when they lost it. Uh, you know, in twenty nineteen, and we all know what happened last year with everybody, and that that was a a missed chance for everybody uh, with COVID. So they're coming back as seniors, and and you know, and I talked to Coach Beatty. He's like, we're they're focused. They're on a mission. You know, this is, and and I think it's been that way for them since since day one. That they've got one goal in mind, and that's to to come home with a state championship trophy from Sulphur. I think that's what I told you too, because you know I wanted to shoot their game after they won the first game because you know you want to get that great uh you know uh pitching mound shot of everyone piling on the pitching mound. They were pretty subdued. Like it was just they. You know, they gave some hugs and stuff, you know, high fives, but there wasn't any big celebration because it's like, 
that's not their yeah, this that's not, not the prize this for this not, was the expectation this is, yeah, yeah this is not this the is, ultimate objective right here. so right. you know it's a I'll, I'll say this too with uh you, you were you were there for uh you know logan turner uh he, he gets two outs they bring him on in relief he gets two outs in the uh seventh inning and then has to leave with an, an elbow injury he had an mri yesterday uh don't know the extent of the injury, but uh, Coach Beatty said if there's a way they can get him in, he probably won't be able to play defense. But if there's a way they can get him in to maybe pinch hit or to run, they're gonna they're they're gonna figure out a way to get him in. Uh, that that was one of the more uh, I guess uh, saddening parts of the whole deal to to see a guy who's a senior uh, get injured and and you know we're in the dugout kind of taking pictures and everything and just to see him come back. Uh, in tears. If you guys know Logan, he's a competitor, and and that that's he wanted to finish the game, but Coach Beatty took him out. Uh, it just you know out of caution, but he'll he they're going to try to get him in if they can in Sulphur. So moving on from baseball, uh, we've got some spring football games coming up. Uh, you know, Mr. David over here will be helping out with what he can, um, but we're going to miss a lot of that because of these trips to Sulphur. Uh, you know, it's interesting when we when we think about football. I know the schedule isn't set, so please uh, be following um, Rob on Twitter or be looking out on our website, www.livingstonparishnews.com, to be on the lookout for the final schedules for when these guys are going to play. I know when we're thinking about football, uh, some something tough happened this past year. Uh, Mr. Remy Adalgo from Dim Springs High School passed away. And I know, David, you're going to be going out to the Denim scrimmage or their spring game, correct? Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a there was a kid from or a, a young man from Denim Springs High School uh, who wrote something about Remy. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was uh, John McDaniel. He was a starting quarterback last year. He he played with Remy, you know, uh, up in you know for three seasons. They actually had lockers next to each other for the last two seasons, uh, or excuse me, the two seasons before this last year. And, um, and yeah, Mighty Moms, they, they've been wanting to start this uh, scholarship for a graduating senior from Denham High. And so this year they, you know, they launched it, the Community Compassion Scholarship. And this year the scholarship was given in honor and memory of Remy Hidalgo, who, like you said, passed away last September. And uh, it, it First of all, uh, you know, as we're writers here, so if we know, feel like we know good writing when we read it, and I, I got to read John McDaniel's essay. I mean, it, I was getting goosebumps and chills reading it because you, you could see, you could just, you know, feel how much this impacted him, and he was able to put it into words. I mean, just how, uh, how Remy's, you know, passing impacted the football team. I mean, you know, he brought up. You know, the day that the team found out whenever they went to the locker room, you know, him and a couple teammates had saw, you know, saw Remy the night before, you know, they went to the hospital to go see him. And, you know, then they walk into the the locker room that day and then they get the news. And he said, you know, in the essay that the whole team just went on the 50 yard line, just cried. I mean, you know, it's still, you know, just still thinking about Remy, you know, it still brings up those emotions because, you know, you know, during you know, obviously everyone came together during the flood, but you know, besides that, I can't think of another event where you know people came together, you know, in such a strong and powerful, moving way. Uh, you know, he talked about, you know, all last season, you know, before and after games, you know, rival teams, you know, Live Oak Walk, you know, these uh, you know, rival teams, uh, Woodlawn, uh, you know, 
given these gestures, you know, whether, you know, is money to Remy's foundation or, you know, just a, you know, a card signed by football players, by the whole team, you know, just these little things, you know, just let everyone know that they're thinking about them because, yeah, on the football field, you're, 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 you want to beat your opponent, but, you know, at the same time, life exists outside of that. And, you know, I can't imagine, you know, losing a team. I, I play, you know, we played sports, you know, it's, I couldn't imagine that happening to me, someone who I, you know, bled, swept, you know, sometimes cried with, you know, uh, when you're in, in those crazy practices and games. But, um, so it was just moving to see that, you know, Ashley, uh, Robertson, uh, Robertson, I can't pronounce the last name. Uh, Remy's mother was there. Uh, you know, her and her and John McDaniel gave each other, you know, it was a big hug. It was a really emotional, um, emotional sight. But yeah, that was just, uh, it was a moving essay. If you, the story is that's the feature this week. I couldn't think of a more fitting feature, especially at the end of the school year. Uh, than than that one is especially like you said, uh, Denim High. This would have been Remy senior season coming up. You know, he would have been getting ready for the spring game in a couple of days. So I mean. It's still something that is, you know, ever present in that community, in the denim community for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we had uh, the dads of denim on the podcast last week. You know, they had uh, not all of the hands, but, you know, they helped sort of pull together a lot of community events for Remy after that. Uh, so it was just crazy how that formed, too, because I mean, they, they were already like, you know, kind of a little click and then. Remy, uh, Remy passes, and then, you know, they kind of take it on themselves to just go into overdrive. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, granted, granted I mean, you, you wish Remy was here, but I don't know if that organization would have done as much had that not happened. You know, you see a lot of good that's come out of it, and that was one thing that John McDaniel wrote. He's like, I, I want to have half the impact that Remy's had because you could see the impact Remy had and even his mother, I was talking with her after she's like, I didn't realize how many people loved Remy or, you know, thought of him as just a big teddy bear, you know, just a fun guy to be, or she, she didn't realize how much he was loved until after that. So, um, you, you know, obviously yeah, you wish he was here. You wish he was getting ready to play football, uh, this Saturday, but you can see the impact that he's had in it just to show, you know, other kids. And that's something John said, you, you want to make that impact for your community as well. Right. So uh, very moving piece going to be on the front page of the lifestyle section, going to run online Thursday. No, it already ran. Already ran. Yes, it's already, already ran on, on, it's on online. So, yep. So you can check that out, www.livingsonparishnews.com, or it'll be on the front page of the lifestyle section, which begins on page nine in the print edition. Uh, going to jump back to you, Rob, one more time to talk a little bit of track. Then we're going to move back uh, some unfortunate crime news uh, going on. David and I will go back and forth on that one. But, Rob, I want to talk about uh, track season has wrapped up. Yes. Uh, so we had uh, quite a few at the state meet. I know I saw some posts from some track coaches, not exactly the way a lot of them wanted the season to end. Uh, so give us some clarification on that. Yeah, we just, you know, there, there wasn't a whole lot of athletes there. But, uh, you know, we had some some – pretty good performances uh madeline amy from marpaul winds up uh winning the pole vault in uh class b sets a new mark there uh that is uh if you guys recognize the name that's cameron amy's uh sister cameron had, runs had, in the family had, had, huh? yeah and I, I that's that's what i got called cameron the other day and i said she's gonna give you a run for your money man so just get ready you know she's here so uh, that was the biggest thing. Uh, Clayton Sims at Live Oak finishes uh, second in the 5A pole vault. And, uh, you know, I, and, I, and talking to Coach Dubois at, at Holden, uh, 
maybe not some of the marks they were looking for, but they had some uh, some individual uh, personal times that were broken there. And he his hope is I think they brought four. His hope is that uh, hopefully he said hopefully next year we can bring a busload. So uh, and they're young. Most of those kids are coming back. So uh, you know it was a pretty good way. Not a whole lot of people there. Uh, also, uh, Caden Boudreau from uh, Albany finishes third in the sixteen hundred and the thirty two hundred. She's a freshman, so she's got something to build on too. A lot of young kids, yeah, uh, in, yeah, in sports. A lot of a lot of schools having a lot to build on, especially in these spring athletics. It's going to be interesting. So please uh, don't forget, keep an eye out on the sports section uh, for those spring schedules that's coming up uh, starting this week, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, David, uh, first and foremost, before we, we get into this unfortunate crime news, uh, graduations do start tonight. Mm-hmm. We, this will be running on Wednesday. So who's who's tonight? Live Oak is tonight. Live Oak is tonight. Hopefully the weather moves on out. Yes. and then, <laughs> That's what they're open to right now. I've just been texting with the principal there. And uh, tomorrow I'll be at French Settlement and at Walker, and you'll be in Moripal, correct? Yes. And then Friday we have Denim in Springfield? Correct. Okay. And then uh, the uh, and then Sunday is uh, Walker at Walker, and then uh, if I remember correctly, Monday is Holden, Tuesday is Doyle, and then Albany is Thursday. So yeah, nine high schools. We and keep, then we and then the, Wednesday I'll be shooting at Southeastern for their graduation as well. So other than that, so, other yeah, than so that, so we slow. got uh, yeah, a bunch yeah. of grads. Other than uh, you know, other than that, it's other slow. than Man, state championship nothing, baseball, yeah, other than spring football, is, other than graduation. This other, is the time of year where everything comes to a head, and then it gets done, and then you go, okay, now what are we gonna do? Yeah, now it's a it's sort of a sigh of relief for about a week where we kind of play catch up, and then. Then the summer starts, and you're kind of trying to find things to do, at least for a little bit. Uh, so, David, do you want to uh, wrap the show up by talking a little bit about uh, a couple of unfortunate uh, pieces of crime? First and foremost, uh, a, a, a dear member of the community, an Elvis impersonator, uh, Mr. Baglio, uh, was murdered. Uh, it does Right now, uh, it is alleged that it was his stepson, so will you give us the details on that? Yeah, that's uh that was the latest news that came out yesterday, uh Tuesday, that uh the sheriff's office confirmed that Trace Pigott, who was the who is accused of the one being the one pulling the trigger, that he is Jason Baglio's stepson. The the shooting was uh, around three thirty AM Saturday in Denham Springs, just one day be- um before Mother's Day and uh, and then Miss uh, Trace Pigot and his uh, biological father Tommy Ray Pigot, they they uh, Tommy Ray is accused of being there, being uh, he is charged on principal to second degree murder. So that's uh, they both fled the scene and were uh, later ca- caught separately in New Orleans uh, over the weekend. Uh, I believe Trace was captured later Saturday, and then Tommy Ray was captured early Sunday morning. Uh, Tommy Ray is currently at in the Livingston Parish Detention Center. He was transferred Monday, and Trace has yet to be, as of the latest, I haven't checked uh, since early this morning, but he has yet to be, and when I spoke with the Sheriff's Office uh, Tuesday, they said they weren't sure when he was going to be, but that, you know, he would be transferred at some point. So, yeah, that was the, uh, that was the latest on that. Uh, uh, But, yeah, like you said, Mr. Jason Bagley, I did a story on him a few years ago uh he's an elvis impersonator he had formed a special connection with the Livingston council on aging and actually started uh helped them get their new kitchen up and running and 
was the head chef there because he uh his profession you know he was also a, a caterer he had you know had history in catering so that was his new his new gig i guess you could say but uh but yeah that that was uh that was a new sunday just kind of heartbreaking news to write about especially the day before mother's day uh you know he had kids uh wife so you just kind of think you know feel for that family right now you know having to go through this and uh yeah and indeed and especially on a weekend like that yeah. and you know secondly there was a individual uh, a hit and run on buddy ellis mm-hmm. uh that left a, 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 a i believe it was a kid yes 22 uh, year old but yes i mean a kid yeah yes. technically a kid yeah um you know dead and and i believe that person was recently identified uh i have not confirmed his identity uh i know that there was someone who said that i've, I've spoke to the sheriff's office this morning they're waiting to uh they're getting back to me on whether or not they can release it to me um so i'm not going to release it until i know for sure that i have to go ahead but they uh i did get news that so one person has come forward in the case uh male who was working with detectives uh don't know anything other than that don't know if that was the person who possibly might have hit the hit the bicyclist or someone who saw what happened but that is the latest that they at least have someone who has come forward with some information so uh yeah like you said uh the sheriff's office is looking for uh any information if you live on buddy ellis and you know might they, they said if you might have security cameras inside your house or something that could possibly help point uh detectives to who might have committed this uh crime they said the 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 man was leaving uh, Dairy Queen uh, around 11:30 p.m. Sunday and was uh, heading eastbound, and then a car was heading westbound and hit him. He said that Sheriff's Art said that there would be damage to the front driver's side of the vehicle, but yeah, I mean, just you know, you know, two deaths in two days. I mean, that that's never easy to write about but i mean much less have to experience that for the family i mean that's you know the sort of unexplainable deaths i mean it's it's heartbreaking and unfortunately we have a third scenario uh which is a a sort of a joint venture between the dim springs police department and the sheriff's office uh, a rash of car burglaries Uh, i do believe there is one suspect in custody uh, or at least known uh, give us some details on that. Yeah, no, there, there, there's no one in custody for that, but uh, but yes, like you said, there's they at least have they have descriptions of a suspect. They're looking for the suspects now. But yeah, basically, uh, the the sheriff's office is investigating six vehicle burglaries. The Denham Springs PD uh, Chief Walmack said a buttload. That was his quote. So I mean, they 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 have there's a lot going on, and one of them and one of the burglaries a woman was shot in the shoulder so um so uh last we heard she was in stable condition she was still in the hospital uh as of two days ago but she was in stable condition she got shot in the shoulder they you know they expect her to make a recovery but she uh walked out she she heard something uh going on inside her home and then saw a person you know rummaging through her car and then when she screamed he shot her so um but yeah, so that that was that, and they're thinking that based on uh, description of the suspect from because uh, the crimes that the that they're investigating happened you know on separate sides of the city. There were some just outside the Denham Springs city limits on the east side, and then some within the Denham Springs city limits on the west side. Uh, they believe that because there was a hand uh, the handgun was used in the case that the sheriff's office is 
is uh, investigating. And then the Denham Springs PD released some still images of a suspect. That suspect was also carrying a handgun. They described him as thinly built, young, male. So, I mean, the kind of matching descriptions. That's why they're, they haven't, you know, determined that there is a connection, but they're thinking there possibly could be. And that's what they're uh, teaming up for in this investigation. But the big takeaway from this, and we'll have another story out on this soon, is Chief Walmack, uh, his message was pretty simple. Just lock your vehicles. He said in every single one of the vehicle burglaries that happened that Denim PD is investigating, every vehicle was left unlocked. And there was valuables just sitting out. I mean, so that's basically, I mean, yeah, you you wish that people wouldn't, you know, take it upon themselves to just go around looking for unlocked vehicles and stealing stuff. But I mean, they said you could also prevent a lot of these scenarios if you just hide your vehicle, uh, hide your valuables or take stuff out of your car and lock your vehicles. So, I mean, that that's the latest on that story right now. So please remember to lock your vehicles. To wrap it up, please remember to follow Rob on Twitter. Be on the lookout on our website. We're going to have lots of state championship stuff, football stuff, graduation stuff coming out over the next couple of days. Going to ask these gentlemen to reintroduce themselves on the way out. Rob, you go first. Hey, this is Rob DeArmond, sports editor here at the Living Parish News. And David Gray, lifestyle editor with the Living Parish News. And my name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Appreciate you guys joining us and listening in or watching. Please remember that we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and YouTube. We are once a week in print on Thursdays at $7 a month to get that in your mailbox. We're also online, www.livingstonparishnews.com. This podcast goes out to all podcast platforms, so please remember you can subscribe to get notifications if you don't want to wait. Uh, A lot of times those audio versions will get to you quicker. One more last time, we appreciate you joining us, and we will check you out next time.